Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, everybody, to episode 99. You are listening to, of course, the one and only Doughboy's Playground featuring the Doughboy. I'm the Doughboy. Uh, with, no, <laughs> with me is Stu. Hey, guys. How's it going? And Clarence. What's up, fuckers? And John. Hello there. That's a good one. You've been working I've never on really it? had a good podcast, a good catchphrase for the podcast. I don't know what to do. Yeah, no, Only clearly. And welcome. No, that's not yours. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you haven't started yet, nope. so maybe next week. <laughs> yeah, still an offer. Big goose egg from John. <sighs> not a good start. Well, it's the beginning of April, which uh, is terrible news for us because that means, as um, owners of a sports podcast, we are essentially required to talk about the goddamn Minnesota Twins. They have been destroying our summers for the past four years, five years, I think. Yes. It's been a long time. Four consecutive 90 lost seasons, Brandon. Four consecutive 90 lost seasons, and these have not been the entertaining, I can see a light at the end of the tunnel, 40 lost or 90 lost seasons. These have been the shitty version of 90 lost seasons of just can't do a damn thing right at all couple bright spots here and there, um, yeah, but for the most one part, of them it's was been... was derailed by injuries. That was the good one. That was the first one where everyone got hurt. That was I mean, the best just... of the 90 last season. Yep, yep. Yeah, you know, say it, beat up. It's just a bad year. You know, everybody's hurt. It's going to happen. Just bad luck. We'll get back to it next year. Dust and yourself then... off and get back into the... Step back into the box. And Unfortunately, they did step back into the box. Then there were two with Kevin Correa. Neither of those was very fun. And then there was one year where, for six straight weeks, we had rock-hard erections for our guy, Byron Buxton. And then he almost no. died a couple times. No, he did die. He's, he's he dead. Did he's, die. He's de- oh, he's dead. Oh, I have not been paying close attention. Uh, <laughs> sing a little Sarah McLachlan later for, for old Byron yeah. Buxton, which is a real bummer. So... <laughs> um, so it it's painful to to um, care about the twins. I would say is is an understatement. But we are. I think I think last year was a high point when our good friend Mike Rand 
made a very convoluted bet with me about Mike Pelfrey, but the first condition of it was that he had to pitch 180 innings, and he ended up throwing 23. (laughs) (laughs) That, I think, was the high point of the four years for me. And Pelfrey came back and had, like, four good innings and then started bitching about not being a starter. Is that right? Yeah. It's like they didn't even have a fair competition after I pitched, like, absolute drizzling crap for two years on this hurt all last year. Hey, man, I struck out the side against Concordia. I'm Mike Pelfrey. I've had zero good Major League Baseball seasons. I deserve this. He is a good clubhouse guy. Sounds like it. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Of course they do. He's an old white guy. That's true. That's how that works. Um... So anyway, that is the last four years in general. It's just been a um, an ongoing tire fire. Is that is that right? It's a tire fire inside of a shit show. <laughs> uh, it's, luckily, it's a, it's a tire fire while the firefighters stand next to it and try to put it out by throwing extra tires on top of it. Boy, this isn't working. Let's get some more tires. I think the tires will smother it or cool it down. We're going to need more tires. <laughs> Back on the truck. Beep, beep, beep. Load of tires. Well, it didn't work. Get another load. No, no. Dig up, dummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the twins. Um, so let me ask you, has anything happened over the off season that's made you – I mean, I know the answer to this. Made no. you a little bit <laughs> no okay, uh, we're still in. Um, they're a pure disaster, right? How are they not in a pure disaster? All their players are the same, except for the old aging veterans that they went out and replaced with new old aging veterans. They picked up forty-year-old uh, Tory Hunter and then a bunch of journeyman relief pitchers, right? Yeah. I don't even know who these guys are. Something Boykin or what? Um, it, let's go, Boyer? Oh, I got this one. It's uh, Mike Brody. He's the chief of police of Amity <laughs> Island. And, uh, he, he's trying to get that goddamn mayor to listen to him about getting the people off the beach because Jaws is going to eat everybody. <laughs> and now he's pitching. So, at least that's how I understand it. Yep. Play a game called Current Timberwolf or Current Twins Bullpen Candidate. <laughs> Oh my god! I like this game. All right, I'm in. <laughs> we should we should have organized this before the podcast started because I'm not sure that we could get any of them right. Well, they I, they let, they let my boy Meat Wagon go right or Meat Raffle. I'm sorry. On the Triple A. And he's been good, that's, but he's not old enough. Is that the problem? He's not 30 years old. He is 28. So no, he's not quite old enough. Not I mean, quite. But, I mean, everyone everyone from that part of Minnesota is like secretly thirty four. So he's thirty four. <laughs> well, just add just add six years. The Northfield Veterinary Hospital had that fire, and everybody's <laughs> records were lost. Exactly. <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> Nobody can prove anything. Still needs a little more seasoning. Sorry, sorry, Meat Raffle. Maybe right. in four years. Uh, wolves or Twins bullpen. Tim Stoffer. He's the I, head I trainer one, for the spent, Wolves. We've spent, talked about this guy. Haven't they we? spent like $3 million on Tim Stoffer despite him never being good at pitching. And they're now keeping him in the bullpen even though he can't throw the ball more than 64 miles an hour this spring. <laughs> they're like, oh, I think his velocity's coming back. One of my favorite quotes from spring training, Royce is quoting a... Uh, a coach, an unnamed one of Royce. You know, Royce knows all those coaches. They've all been around for a billion years, so they all know 
They all know Roycey. Roycey's been around a billion years. The coaches have been around a billion years. They all get along. So Roycey asks the coach about Tim Stouffer, and the coach just rolls his eyes. That's his, <laughs> that's the entirety quote. of no the quote. quote. The entirety of a quote was no quote. <laughs> he just rolled his eyes. He rolled his eyes. That uh, he's got some things to work on. Or, uh, we're really hoping he gets it together. No, he rolled his eyes. Okay. Um, is this guy a member of the Timberwolves or a relief pitcher signed for AAA depth? Justin Hamilton. Is that the guy we got in the Rule 5 draft? He's the lead singer of the Killers. <laughs> That's the drug addict with the Angels. He was runner-up on American Idol. That's who we're talking about. Didn't he change his name to Melvin Hamilton? <laughs> uh, the answer is he is a center for the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, right. And he probably started tonight. If we look, he was probably in the starting lineup somehow. A guy that no one has ever heard of. Did not play college basketball or overseas. He's like, every every year when an NHL team gets their goalie hurt in warm-ups, they end up signing the goaltending coach who's 53 to a contract just so they can have him in uniform. He's that guy. Yeah, Justin correct. Hamilton just pulled out of the stands. Yet somehow I bet he started this, he started this game. Okay, so the next one. Is this a catcher drafted in the third round of the amateur draft last year or a shooting guard? For the Wolves. Sean Kilpatrick. Hmm. Sean he is Kilpatrick. In, oh, God. Jump around? Was, no, he was in one of the boy bands. He was in NSYNC. He was in 98 Degrees, I think. <laughs> no, no, that, that's, that's Nicholas Shade, dum-dum. It's, oh. he, Sean Kilpatrick, was, he was the one with a goatee in the hair. Is he the one who just They were all the ones with the goatee in the hair. That was all. Yeah, that's the one that Eminem said he'd kick his ass. <laughs> Don Kilpatrick, you get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. The answer is... <laughs> that was actually going away our best rap in the history of this podcast. <laughs> oh. We didn't start it off with, my name is blank, and I'm here to say. <laughs> oh, well, my name is... By default, the best rap. <laughs> my name's Sean Kilpatrick, and I'm here to say... I love sports trivia in every way. Sean Kilpatrick is a shooting guard for the Timberwolves. Nope, don't believe it. Yes, yeah, he's, yeah. All right. He's a black Irishman. So we're 0 for 2. 0 for 2. Um, that's all I've got because all the rest of the names on the Timberwolves roster are going to be pretty obvious. I know we don't watch them, but I'm I'm pretty sure you wouldn't think Miroslav Radulka is... Uh... <laughs> well, I got one. All right. Um, he's either a center from North Alabama... Mm-hmm. Or a 32-year-old bullpen lefty, a loogie, a loogie. Logan Darnell. Ooh. Oh. God. I like this one. He was like the third lead on Supernatural. He wasn't either one of the brothers. He was like the other dude who wasn't their My dad. Wife, I, I think so. I can't he think of it. He, he might have been a demon. Is Logan Darnell on the roster this year? I'm going to say no. If I say it, I'll give it away. He is on the roster, one of their rosters. Oh, my God. Okay, he is a Twins pitcher. Is that right? He's on the 40, man. (coughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, 
this is a really this is very this is a very upsetting game just in general it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not good okay logan darnell is a a pitcher on the 40 man in triple a is that right i don't know where they've got i know he's on the 40 man i can't remember where he settled out in the wash oh jesus okay he was and, one of the lefty candidates and who was the one that who are don't we just have Dunsing? Is that the only lefty in the... I think so. Now with, with Thielbar down, yeah. Darnell may even be a starter. I don't remember. I know he's on the 40, man. That I remember. Because I remember seeing it going, what the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah, that's what I have been thinking the entire... Because I haven't watched the Twins in two years since I was uh, away. So a lot of these guys that probably have been on the team for a while, I don't even recognize them because, again, they were, haven't been bad in a fun way. Like, I imagine, I don't know, the Astros have some weird shit going on. Maybe they were fun to watch when they were awful, but the Twins sure have not been. So, Brandon, i got to tell you, they've lost 90 games four years in a row. You having not seen them in a couple years does not exactly put you in select company around this area. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. There's been a lot of people who haven't watched a lot of the Twins in the past couple years. You'll really enjoy the new stadium because there's plenty of good seats available. (laughs) Yeah, It's a great place to catch a ball game. Yeah, I was in charge well, I mean, of my stepdad's season. It really season. is. It's a great place to catch a ball game. It's just the team are, is just, uh, they're, not, they're not filling up the park. Yeah, I was in charge of selling my stepdad's tickets on StubHub for the past few years, and last year was uh, a little tight, a little tight, a little tough to get some money for him. Um, so it wasn't very fun. So, um, okay, so what I intended to do was start with the off season and try to think of anything that, good that happened and i'm pretty sure nothing good happened over the offseason is that is that fair or are we happy so about like a, a pitcher with cool ass dreadlocks and his name is irv we, so do we like irv so i like irv irv santana is uh you know you can set your watch by this guy's 200 innings a year so he's quite dependable uh, i call him an innings eater brandon oh okay yeah i never heard that before i like it yep um a horse he's a real workhorse this guy mm-hmm. Um, yep. Rocky Nabisco's back, right? Oh, he's back. Looking good this spring, as they always say. Looking Best good. Of his life. Coming out of his hand well. Fantastic. I did like that not one person seemed to question whether Ricky Nolasco would be in the rotation this year. You know, guys, he was terrible all of last year, but why not? <laughs> yeah. Well, the amount of money they're giving him, we know how the twins, how they work. They've never heard of the term sunk cost. Nope. You're paying them either way, idiots. Try to win some games. Um, okay, so it was Santana and Hunter were kind of the two ugh, big deals, I suppose. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so Santana, uh, ambivalent. Hunter, um, I'm more upset about just the spirit of him coming back than him being a... We talked about it plenty um, mm-hmm. earlier, so... Yeah. Okay. So that was the that's the good Jesus, and the bad I suppose combined. Um, any other things to complain about the Twins besides them just sounding? Seemingly oh, there's so t- many things to complain about. Tommy Malone is the fifth starter. Tommy Malone, who they re-signed for reasons that I still will never understand. He could make. He could start the whole year, and I would still not understand why they re-signed him for $2.5 million or whatever. Not that $2.5 million is a lot of money, but why? 
they have a bunch of young starters who need to move up to the major leagues at some point. Trevor May is repeating AAA for the 19th straight year. He actually is a 10-5 and five guy at Rochester. <laughs> he can't be traded from Rochester because he's been at Rochester for 10 consecutive years. He is the mayor of Rochester, for God's sakes. <laughs> so I just, I cannot fathom the meeting that the Twins had where they were staring at the board with a 40-man roster. Who should we get rid of? Let's see. Look at all the relievers we have lined up. We better ten, tender Brian Dunsing a contract because he pitched so poorly last year. Look at all the starters we have lined up. We definitely better tender Tommy Malone a contract because yeah. it would be a shame if we lost him. Or even worse, if he had to go on the free agent market. And then who knows what might happen. He might get $2.6 million from another team. And then what will we do for starters? you got to walk away. Except for our giant pile of starters that exist. And then the kicker, Eduardo Nunez. Oh, well, John, you know, there's not a lot of guys that can't hit or field. Oh, that's, that's kind of a hard thing to come He has come to be the nicest hit. person on the planet for him to still have a job. <laughs> or really, at least do one. Pro. The thing about Eduardo Nunez is they have a guy who provides much better value at all the same positions that has the same first name <laughs> as him, and Eduardo Escobar. It's not like they couldn't find a replacement. He had virtually everything except the last right name. <laughs> and he's right there on your bench. He played like every day at shortstop last year and hit 295 or whatever. What could possess Terry Ryan to a sit down? Spot. What could possess him to sit down and be like, we need Eduardo Nunez back, guys. we got to have him. It's a non-starter. It's a mystery. Why would... And I, All right, I get it. You made these decisions, and they were all terrible, and they were all in December, and you, you did stupid things, and you wake up after New Year's Day, and you're like, what was I thinking? We've all been there. It was just a weird... It was a weird month, and... We just we made some mistakes, but to double down on those mistakes by putting all of those players on the opening day roster for reasons that just pass understanding, I just cannot understand what they're thinking. Well, I think it's and an interesting thing too because we naturally and I think correctly uh, a lot of the blame and credit for baseball goes to the general manager, of course, and very little to the actual manager because they don't have much effect. Um, on the roster, but I do wonder how much effect he has on. Specifically this year, there were a lot of decisions to be made on who to bring up and who to put down and all that sort of stuff, right? So who is making those decisions? Because it seems like you would think Molitor would be highly involved in in these last few cuts, right? Sure. I think the manager it's is hardly ever this point. involved. Just in general, even right now? Well, I always got the sense, because you saw Ron Gardenhire openly complaining just about every year about what who was on the team, especially down the stretch. They'd ask him, well, how come what's-his-name isn't here? And he'd say something like, well, I sure could use a left-handed reliever, but I don't make these decisions about the ball club. Okay, okay. So on and so forth. So I always got the sense that he was not that involved in those decisions. And I, I, I mean, mean, we don't I know much no about, yeah, about Molitor, right? Maybe we don't Paul know. Molitor is the one that's telling him, you know, these guys really need some more time in the minors. you got to send them down and let me keep Shane Robinson and Eduardo Nunez on the big league team. But... Well, that's because I think my question is what you guys think about the job Molitor's done so far. Obviously, there hasn't been a whole lot that we can absolutely hang on him. Um, <laughs> we, we should don't know. probably let him coach a competitive game before we <laughs> make a decision on him. Fire him. It seems to be. <laughs> 
there have been some indications of how he plans to manage, though, right? Like he, I was just reading about he plans to use Perkins in a ninth inning only sort of role. Um, again, I, I assume he has some sort of effect on who is kept on the, in particular, like relief core and how many to take and all that. None of those have really given me any indication that he's much different than Gardenhire. But again, it's right now we're just sort of reading tea leaves through his quotes and how he plans to manage rather than actually seeing it. But I was just curious, you guys are paying more attention to the team in general, I think, than I am. And I'm just curious if you have any impression whatsoever so far. I'll give you I'll give you three things that he mentioned. I don't I don't I don't think we've seen any evidence that affected him yet. But I'll give you three things he actually said in quotes that might indicate that he understands it a little better than Ron Gardenhire. Oh. Number one, he mentioned on base percentage. Ooh. And I always got the sense that Ron Gardenhire thought that on base percentage was one of those newfangled statistics you couldn't trust because it hadn't been proven. When it was just a matter of how often a guy is on base instead of sitting in the dugout next to you. Yep. So that's one thing. Number two, he said he's open to de- two de- defensive shifts, which Gardenhire seemed to think were mostly against the spirit of baseball. And number three, he said he was open to pl- platoons, which were in mostly kind of an Earl Weaver thing in the seventies, but are still. Ron Gardenhire always seemed to look at them like I don't know. I like running the same guy out there every day, so I don't have to think too hard. When we're putting the lineup card together, so we're get saying him good and tired. <laughs> get him to those dog days of summer. Have him hate it. Um, so we're saying he has three. He understands three principles that everybody else in the league understood eight yeah. years ago. <laughs> he understands very basic principles that were settled about 1988. Yes, exactly. So that's what we're looking forward to as uh, as an improvement. God damn it, that's depressing. <laughs> Here's. <laughs> The the one thing that I was hopeful for this year that didn't happen was when they fired Gardenhire and hired Molitor, I I had some hope that Molitor, who was formerly a minor league instructor and all that stuff, that maybe part of the reason was they thought that Molitor could put together a coaching staff that included some guys who worked with young guys, and that maybe this would be the start of a new era for young players on the Twins. Mm-hmm. In the sense of saying, you've got these guys that need to develop, that need to develop against good players. Let's bring a few of them up and see if Molitor and his staff of Tom Bernanski, who's been very good working with young players, and Neil Allen, who's been good at working with young pitchers in Tampa Bay, maybe these guys can sort of guide this young team towards next year. And maybe... Maybe this is the change where instead of Ron Gardner talking about how you don't have enough fire in your belly and you need to really prove something after you spent six years in AAA, maybe instead we look at constructing the lineup based on potential rather than on what might be the best thing for today. And I didn't really expect them to go full Astros and just put the worst team out there ever and hope they could lose 110 games and just build entirely for the future. But I had some hopes that there would be at least a difference of opinion. And so the fact that they sent every young player to the minors and kept every terrible journeyman veteran is just, even what small hope I had was dashed. (laughs) Already. Already, and it's not even opening day. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who the shit is J.R. Graham? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Rule five. It's the one youngster they have in the bullpen. 
He's a little tiny, nooky-blanky baby. He's the only young one. You should be happy about J.R. Graham. I know, but I never heard of him. <laughs> and he's not really relatively that young. I don't. I mean, he's, I mean, not, he's the third youngest twin, 20. which makes him twenty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I wrote the goddamn preview for Baseball Perspectives. <laughs> I have no idea who the relievers are. This is I'm insane. bona fide. Oh my god! This is sad. Line which uh, wardrobe? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty big jump, but I'll allow it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> While the rest of the league is going with young fireball throwing bullpens, the Twins are as fast as they can running in the opposite direction towards soft tossing over thirty veterans. And we've talked it's about like- this before. It's a sportive recommendation. Take your young. Pitchers that you think will end up being starters someday that are good, and just put them in the bullpen. Start them out that way. That's how they we should do it. Do it. it worked for a guy named Johan Santana, another guy named Francisco Lyriano. Not familiar. Both of them were pretty good major leaguers, if I remember right. The heyday, the glory years, if you will. And I know it's just two examples, but what the fuck? Try something different. They're not, I mean, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's absolutely ludicrous. Yep. And I was trying to think about what they might be doing, and I came up with, well, they might be trying to delay the service time clocks on all these guys and bring them up in June so they can have them for six years. But why would I give the Twins that credit after so many years of doing the same crap over and over and passing it off as trying to win now when everyone in the world knows that they're not going to win now? Every projection system, every... Vegas odds maker, everyone with any sort of money in the game is predicting them to be one of the three worst teams in baseball this year. And the Twins are trying to pass this off as, well, we think we've got a good team. Yet again, this is the fifth straight year of going, well, we think we've got a good squad. I know and how this movie is. Jordan Schaefer in center. Jordan <laughs> Schaefer is a terrible baseball player, and he's platooning at best with Shane Robinson, who's another objectively terrible baseball player. Why are they doing this to us? I will say the one thing I'm looking forward to this summer is watching Jordan Schaefer run the base paths. I have never seen such an idiot in the major leagues as <laughs> watching him just overrun third as if he's running out a legging out a single or something. Just the dumbest player on the planet. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to Tory Hunter punching his teammate by what mid May. Just anybody, yep. just any old guy. Just, you know, leadership. Ozzy Garcia will get will get benched uh, by the third week in April for having struck out seventeen times in a row. I'm looking forward to oh, that. Do you, do you think Hunter will go after like Kenneth Vargas? Oh, that could be. Yeah. Mm. No, that's, I, I don't see that happening. That seems a little too nice. He goes after like who's the littlest guy? Danny Santana. He went after Punto. That's he likes to go after the small. No. Chris That's Herman will come up went, and just get piss pounded by Hunter for some reason. Just to correct that, he went after Justin Morneau but missed and punched. Nick. <laughs> I thought he he went after Punto but missed no. and hit Morneau. No, that's untrue. You have that backwards. Which just Shit. Nick well, Punto is the kind of guy that. that exists to be accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> well, then do we have any Canadians? Because Hunter likes to go after Canadians. Are they all? all can, they used to have like forty Canadians. 
We did. We had a whole all Canadian team one year. Renee Tassoni and uh, French Resistance fighter Renee Tassoni. Hey, Andrew mention Elver the other. Yeah, there we go. There we go. My guy. Green, he was Canadian. Bring him back, man. Winner, I know Andrew he's available. Elvis. Yeah, Andrew Albers. He was Canadian. So um, many Canadians. Oh, hey, Brandon, who was Andrew Albers um, selling insurance for this year? <laughs> and we'll get him closer to his 200 wins. He just uh, bagged my groceries at Barley's this earlier today. <laughs> Poor Andy. Poor 65-year-old Andy Albers on Social Security. <laughs> I'm sorry I messed Remember? you up with a good messed you up with a good player. So. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but then there was Cole DeVries, who they yanked around for like three straight years, and he made like six starts every year. And finally, last year, he just quit and went to sell real estate halfway through the year. That's right. He did. Good like, for him. Yeah, he's just like, I've had enough of this. He fired of, the twins. Like, he just like, fuck yeah. you guys. I'm out. That's amazing. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need to use him as a realtor if I can. I bet he's got some stories. Right now, I'm but, clicking through every player on the twins' 40-man roster to see if any of them are Canadian. Should we just well, sit and wait? That's, that's, we should just shut down the podcast. We've talked, of, my time. we've talked about this before, but the Twins are lucky that they play in the summer. Could you imagine the attendance if this was an indoor sport? Well, no kidding. No. It'd be like Timberwolves level. It would be. It'd be worse because the games last an hour and a half longer than the Timberwolves. <laughs> that's true. And at least the Timberwolves play exciting opponents. If you're not there for the home team for baseball, you're kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, at least they've got cheap tickets, unlike, say, the Saints. Oh, um, is that a thing? Expensive tickets? Well, someone should do a study this summer of go on StubHub, see what the cheapest Twins ticket is, and then yeah. see if you can beat that price by buying a ticket to a Saints game. <laughs> Which team will have better attendance this summer? I think that's the real question. Yeah, it could be a toss-up. Could be a toss-up. Do you guys want to complain about anything else, or should we move on to Bros and Turds? Oh, I think I've done all the yelling I can stand for one year. All right, who wants to start? Bros and Turds, our annual tradition. Oh, shit, I haven't even thought about it. You guys all have to go first. I can't go first. All right, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. I'm purely going. I have no eye test happening here. So you tell me where I'm going to air. Um, my bro okay. this year is uh, Dan Santana. Okay, I think that's wrong. I typically don't like picking someone who had a good year the year before because that's he's usually in for for uh, downfall. But he was really really good last year, if I remember right. And um, I think if his offense dips a little bit, he's still playing a more important position this year and could be a pretty solid player. I mean, his OPS last year was like in eight, like eight hundred or something, right? Like ridiculous, and he had four hundred, yeah, but- five hundred at bats, so it was. Enough it is to, worth pointing out, as a number of people have pointed out, that basically every time the ball hit his bat, he got a hit. Oh, okay. See, I haven't looked that Batting deep into ever it. Batting average on balls in play was something ridiculous. Like, uh, f- like if you lined up all the batting average on balls in play, his was by far the outlier in the major leagues. Okay, okay. Well, I do think that he's young, which I like. He plays an important position, which I like. And, again, if he, even if he doesn't hit, have a 360 on base or whatever he had, um, if he does just okay in that department, um, well, he's one of those guys that he had a he batted three nineteen and everyone thought that's good. And then you look at his on base percentage, which was barely three fifty, and you notice that he walked like twice the whole season. Oh, okay. And it's like oh, so if he's not getting a single every time he swings the bat, he's not going to be on base. 
Okay, okay. So I'm sensing so, uh, what should be come a tradition when any of us chooses a bro, the rest of us just yell at him for that choice because it's a bad one, right? Well, I'm just, I mean, maybe no, no, he I'm will saying be awesome. Legitimately, there's really no one we should be choosing here that makes sense. So I'm already scratching the bottom of the barrel looking at this roster. I don't want to take you DJ don't. Dozier because he was good last year too, and I don't know if he can repeat <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> nice DJ Dozier, Paul. Very nice. <laughs> um. Kurt Suzuki, I assume, is going to hit like a buck twenty, so I'm not choosing yeah. him for my bro. So anyway, I'm going to stick with Dan Santana with the hopes that he can somewhat keep it up, but also play decent shortstop. Um, and then my turd is going to be uh, his brother, Herb Santana. Okay. Okay. I I'm just, willing to accept that. You know my feelings on um, pitching in general. Uh, everybody's going to get hurt at some point. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems to be that way this year in particular, you know, especially with young guys, they're all getting Tommy John. You could, Irv Santana has been super healthy for like a bunch of years in a row, which which was the guy that we were talking about last year like that was Rocky Nabisco. So I think we're in for a little downfall for, for old Irv Santana. And he wasn't great last year anyway, so I think he's 32. It might be over. Um I think he may be a turd. He may be our, our this year's Vince Worley, and uh, we may see old uh, old Trevor May or somebody um, not too far down the line. So there you go, pros and turds, Santana right. and Santana. That's reasonable. Who uh, who's up next? I'll, I'll I'll take the hit here. All right, all right. Um, bros going to be uh, Kenneth Vargas because he hits the ball hard and far. Sometimes he's adorable. He's, he's adorable. He's a big pudgy dude. I love big oh. pudgy dudes. Just want to yeah. hug him. He looks like he's mean sometimes, but he's always like, you know, big and mean, and I like that. So he's a very sportive um, player because he he's a very sportive player. Guy. Yeah, he's a yep. big fat guy who swings hard, and that's shit. I mean, he's not an on base guy. He just hits the ball real hard. He's not like a scrappy guy. And he's a switch when, hitter, right? Um. Yes. That's pretty yeah, rare yeah. to have a gigantic power hitting switch hitter. It is. Yes. The Bull yeah. Luzinski. Kenny. Kenny's the Bull. Kenny's El Toro Luzinski. Yes. <laughs> I like it. He's got a touch of Rob Deere to him. That's. Uh, I think yeah. that's a good thing. So. So yes, totally. I just, I, he's he's no one's going to mistake him for Jordan Schaefer or Shane Robinson. <laughs> no. He is no. a big guy who might maybe, you know, somewhere down the line, if everything turns out well, hit like 40 home runs some year. If you put awesome. Shane Robinson on Jordan Schaefer's <laughs> shoulder and overcoat. trench coat, I'm just trying to buy beer, yeah. maybe <laughs> Kenneth Vargas. Look like that Ted Cruz picture that was going around this week, exactly. which was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Yes. I'll take was, a triple so- XL size, please. <laughs> yep. I'm a regular size man. I was going to say that Kenneth Vargas was one of those three true outcomes players like Adam Dunn, where he's either going to walk, strike out, or hit a home run. But he really is he a be true walking. outcomes player. <laughs> yeah. so he's either going to hit a home run or strike out. Yeah. Not so much walk. No. No. <laughs> He'll accidentally walk yeah. a couple of times, but it won't be on yeah. purpose for sure. So, yes, that's my hope, is that like maybe like... Maybe a 25-30 home run year and a couple of like really cool dingers at important times. 
I love really cool dingers. Winter or something like that, like in May when the hope hasn't died completely yet. Like their homie hits that home run against the White Sox. Exactly, awesome. Yeah, and he could, he could hit one as far as Tommy does. He's very, he's a very strong young man. Oh, it's in the plaza. he's strapping. I like to say another home run. I remember for some reason, and I don't know if it's just me, but. Uh, uh, Jason Kubel hitting a walk-off grand slam, grand slam. in the dome that last Off year. The God granny. damn it! Yeah. That was, I was amazing. At the Farmington Legion when I was watching that fucking. Yeah. That was the greatest. Very good game. The whole bar just went ape shit. Yeah, for some reason was it like early in the year or I don't remember. It was it was weirdly. Everybody remembers that moment for some reason. It wasn't late. Yeah, it was. It was softball night, which we played. You know, it was over by July, so. Yeah, must have been earlier in the year. It must. I mean, it's a walk-up grand slam. I, I guess I understand why yeah. we all remember it. Yep. But yeah. uh, I miss Jason Kubel. He was like my guy. That he was the uh, I don't know what the what the term is, but um, the bellwether or something of like the the stat guys. Like we all love Jason Kubel because he hit the shit out of the ball in the minors. Is that why? Yes, exactly. And, and was, he was not really getting awesome. a chance. He was so good, and he was just like sent down to the minors, sent down to the minors. It was like Kubel, Slowy, and Anthony Slamo were like the three people that. Us geeks just kept talking about like bring these guys up, and uh, mm. two of them were good. But um, yeah, I just remember like he was. I cheered for him so we- like weirdly. He felt like a, a family member or something for a while. It's weird. I don't know. That's good. Okay, and we, he's we on the team probably John. again, right? Is he? He's probably going to be three holes for us this be year. On the opening day roster, I would think. I bet yeah. they're probably calling <laughs> him and Bartlett. Open, so. He doesn't know it yet. Just leaving a spot has, open. And, has Dave seen Peter gone on Twitter and said that the 20th through 25th roster spots don't matter? <laughs> I think we would know because Wade would have gone apeshit once again. <laughs> Our friend Wade was Wade. tweeting at him and just losing his mind. And Wade, you were correct. Dave St. Peter, yes, who seems like a very wrong. nice guy, was completely in the wrong. I don't know completely, what his problem yeah. was, but Jesus, Dave. You know how stop discouraging people mentions- to care about your the the team that pays you. <laughs> you know how whenever anybody mentions Brian Rafalski, I just lose my mind. That's how Wade is, and that twenty fifth <laughs> yes. man code. You can always get him going, even if he's like, I'm, "You're not going to get me going." I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. He's you in, just have to mention it. And it mention the words Jason Bartlett, and he just loses it. He's beyond the South Pacific. Gleeman retweeted that earlier this week, and it was it's it's still just an amazing quote. It's just the oh god. And, he had and the leadership, be- the leadership qualities of the twenty fifth man, Jason Bartlett. I just, I just, I. Uh, 
And this is not um, somebody had asked him a question, he said it off the cuff, and immediately regretted it. He pulled his phone out of his pocket, opened up an app, and wrote it in there and pressed submit. Yep. That's how much he cared about that, making and sure that... And it wasn't that- even that he, he pressed submit, and then he was like, you know what? That's just stupid. I'm yep. going to delete that. We've all been there. Yep. He so, didn't do that. Uh, nope. He felt absolutely. okay about it. And uh, for turds, can I say Brian Dunson or not? Yes. Um, is, that too, is that too easy? You know what? I would say it's too easy, but the Twins inexplicably offered him a contract and put him on the opening day roster. He's their only left-handed reliever, <laughs> and he's not good at things. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. He's... Not full turd already, where we can say that's you know unacceptable to to call out. I think that's good. They're one. gonna need to have like it, like they have like a I don't know who the hell's got a lot of left handers on them. They're gonna need someone to go in and get a left hander out, and he's gonna come in and ball's gonna go five hundred fucking feet. And I just... <laughs> so yeah, Brian uh, Dunn seems more turd. And if you need another one, just take one of the center fielders. I don't care. They're all. <laughs> One of those turds out in the center. Uh, that's those good. Are, one of the ones in the minors are all terrible. Yeah, you'd think uh, uh, the organization would have thought a little bit harder about depth in center field, but nope. 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 Let's oh, keep, keep trading them for pitchers that you don't keep or put in the minors, one of the two. <laughs> keep trading your two center fielders for depth in AAA. Exactly. Wonderful. <sighs> okay, uh, jump ball. Who's Who's got it? John I think Clark. John's third. Go ahead, John. Come on, John. Uh, I think my bro... Ducking and dodging. I. It would be unfair to pick Miguel Sano, which I wouldn't do because he's an exciting young prospect, but I would do because he's 21 years old and he already weighs 260 pounds, and when someone asked him about it, he said, you know what, I eat whatever <laughs> I want, and I'm going to keep eating whatever I want. <laughs> I don't care. I just love eating. And that is a sentiment I can get behind. So that is my temptation, but I won't do it because it's like picking Byron Buxton, like the guy in my fantasy draft who has had Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano on his roster for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Just wasting roster spots because he really wants to be there when they finally come after the majors and be like, I already got him, guys. Anyway, um, I think my my bro could be Phil Hughes, I think, right? Yeah. It goes against my principle of of assuming that if a guy has a good year, he's going to end up having a bad year afterward. Well, bro's got it better than expected. Isn't that kind of a... Yeah. Isn't that the standard? Yeah, you, yeah, you got to right. be rooting for him all year. Like, hey, this is my bro this year. I, I'm, all right. I'm in then his I corner. Want Oswaldo, I want Oswaldo Garcia to be my bro then. All right, all right. Because yeah. he's crazy. He can't. I mean, he pays no attention except when he's at the plate. He's very sportive. I like him. Wonderful hair. Uh, yeah, wonderful hair. Complete disregard for the game of baseball at all. I like it. Let's do it. Oswaldo Garcia is my bro. Good. He's primed for a breakout. I can get behind, behind that. And, oh, boy, there's so many turds to choose from. It's a tough one. It's a tough year. It's just an open sewage pond. It's like the 1994 Oscars, you know? Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump and Shawshank. There's just so many good choices for turds this year. So how do you choose? those movies all came out in 1994? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Forrest Gump won it. I was very upset as a young film nerd. I was... It was very important to me that Pulp Fiction won, and it didn't. 13-year-old me was quite upset and gave up on the Oscars. 
Good decision. All right, I'll go with Rocky Nabisco as my as my turd. It'll be terrible again this year. Yeah. I, can we get a ruling on this? Is that too obvious? And no, he's a turd as a turd. Yeah. I think. I think what I'm saying is he'll do worse than expected, and we expect nothing. Oh wow, um, wow. Okay, good. So what I say, what I'm saying is he may set himself on fire. <laughs> he's on going to and murder somebody. <laughs> Felony. <laughs> One point you're going to be pretty turdish. <laughs> hey Rocky, uh, <laughs> you're. You gave yourself a hot foot. You put a lit cigarette in your back pocket and your pants are smoldering. You blew a bubble and put it on the top of your own hat, you dumbass. <laughs> Ran out there without any pants. Ran out of the mouth. You are Rocky Nabisco. Jesus, Rocky. Can I mention one thing right now that I just thought of that I didn't even get to complain about yet, which was the Twins giving Brian Dozier a contract non-extension where they just agreed to pay him more every year without getting anything in return? Yeah, yeah. They, that, they got security. That was a special brand of contract. We don't see this very often. <laughs> Even Terry Ryan said it. Yeah, we don't see this it's very often. Pretty he rare. Oh, this just doesn't yeah. happen very often. <laughs> well, no shit. <laughs> what? I just want to be there and be like, Terry, name one thing that name one thing that could happen for this contract to actually give you some value. Just give me some idea of what outcome you're trying to prevent. By giving him a contract that lasts the exact same number of years that you already had him under team control for, without giving yourself a team option of any kind. <laughs> I mean, if he turns into a three-time MVP, we definitely don't want to pay him more. He could value to have having been signed at four million a year or whatever, but there's just yeah. how likely is that? It's just crazy talk. Yeah. God. <laughs> is it uh, possible? What an organization. It, and it seems un- it seems just completely impossible, but that is like the tenth dumbest thing the Twins did this offseason. <laughs> you think that seemed to me number one, just in terms of like lack of any at all, just hope, just hoping. That's all it is. Just hoping he's going to be amazing, and also being cheap. That was that to me was the epitome of <sighs> Twins baseball right there. All right, they locked him up. Wait a minute, he was locked up already. Wait a minute. They <laughs> didn't lock him up. They actually got nothing out of this contract except the right to pay him more. <laughs> yeah. uh, good job, DJ Dozier, his agent. Okay. I, I wanted to pick Brian Dozier as my turd just for that, but it'll probably be fine again. So, Okay. All right, run an anchor. Clarence, what do you got? My bro the second straight year will be Kyle Gibson. All right. Picked him last year. He started out strong, was looking really well. He faltered kind of down the stretch a little bit. I think he ended up with like a four point, I don't know, four and a half maybe ERA. So not quite where you'd want him to be, but he had a good season. Better than expected. I think that prediction turned out well. Now, he is a ground ball pitcher, right? So he's not going to be uh, totally screwed by Torrey Hunter and where the fuck else is playing Ozzy You're RC. reading into one of the things that I, one of the reasons why I'm, I, I'm picking him. All because, right. uh, like Tommy Malone is an extreme fly ball pitcher. He's in trouble. Who throws soft and doesn't strike anybody out. And the Twins have possibly the worst outfield defense. In oh, the so league. terrible. Not, 
baseball history. And How uh, many bloop doubles will opponents hit against the Twins this year? Yes. Just getting the ball beyond the infield is an invitation to run to second base. I want to hire an intern to record all of... Um, all the pitchers essentially throwing their arms up in disgust after another double drops in um, <laughs> and just do a super cut at the end of the season of just a half an hour straight of just going, what the fuck? What? I have a pitcher with two outs they... who has already walked all the way to the all the way to the foul line, like just yep. looking over his shoulder waiting for the ball to be caught. Like, no, someone's going to get that. Ru- no, Ozzy yeah, will get that. to run to back up home plate. <laughs> Ozzy, will, Ozzy right. will get that. Ozzy, what the fuck? He's running uh, in. He's on the, he's on the light rail <laughs> yeah. platform, fucking around with the card machine. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Getting an ice cream helmet. Ozzy, <laughs> fuck down here. There's a baseball camp going on. <laughs> yeah, that would be an unbelievable supercut. Uh, so that's why I wouldn't pick somebody like Malone. I'm picking a, a sinker ball guy to take another step forward, hopefully. Uh, Gibson is my bro. Two straight years. Take another step forward, Kyle. This is getting serious. Yeah, and uh, my turd. Brandon, I'm sorry. Dan? I'm going with Danny Santana. Oh, is man. My turd. I, uh, I don't think he's going to stick at shortstop. Uh, I, I want to be optimistic. I like him. He's an exciting young guy. I, I don't think he's going to be able to... Uh, to stick there, I think the coaching staff. I mean, uh, we gave Lar- we gave Guardy a lot of grief over the years and his coaching staff, but they do know, you know, like something about baseball. Like they they've actually seen guys that can feel the ground ball. Yeah, and like, no, oh, okay, they can look at a guy and go, yeah, maybe he can't, maybe he can't quite get this job done. And maybe we should put Ed Escobar out there every day instead of Dan Santana. I know they had the center field issues, but uh, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried. You look at Santana's minor league numbers. He, he he had like 130 errors at shortstop in the minors. I mean, which is, to me, just kind of a, a pretty remarkable number. He had like a 920 fielding percentage. That's like a goalie save percentage. I mean, that's... That's insanely bad, and I know the minor league fields can be shit. Well, everyone else fig- figures it out better than 920. I'm not quite – I don't think anybody in the – and I know fielding percentage is a shit metric to use, but it's – in the minors, it's really the only metric you have. It's not like they've got UZR or whatever down – maybe they do. I, I don't think Nobody's do. down there rating well hit on the ground balls. Yeah, so yeah. you really have limited stats to go by, and I, it's just something that worries me about Dan Santana's shortstop defense. Now, a few, you'll read the scouting reports and say he's athletic and stuff. Well, yeah, that's – that's great. There's lots of people who are athletic, and you know, you say Bolt is athletic. I don't <laughs> want him starting shortstop for me either. Um, they have nothing else good to say about him. So, like, well, he's uh, pretty agile. Got a good uh, right arm, which is great. I don't, I don't know if that's going to translate into being a good shortstop. I don't know that anybody in baseball, any shortstop in baseball, had a lower than nine forty fielding percentage. I mean, that's of the worst 
guys at shortstop. Well, so let's say he's bad at shortstop. Don't, isn't there a pretty gigantic gaping hole in center field that he could go back and play there pretty quickly? That's Yeah, maybe. And, and that's kind of what I'm gauging at is you've got Ed Escobar there who did the job last year. It's not like he was an all-star, but he did pretty well. Shoulder to the wheel. Molly Lunch is a kind of an old... That's all Ed does. He just keeps his head down, shoulder to the wheel. Knows the grindstone every day. Keeps his mouth shut. Goes out there, gets his two hits. Gets his two runs. Says nothing to nobody. Yep. Punches out. Goes home. Gives the wife a little pickle tickle. Goes to sleep. (laughs) Uh, He did have a good year. 720 OPS from Ed Escobar last year. That's our. I mean, that's like for a twin shortstop. I mean, when's the last time... So That's what's like he doing? Orlando Why is he not a starter? I mean, he's got to go back like 10 years to get to somebody, a shortstop hitting 720 OPS. Well, it's something that's kind of confusing to me, again, as being somebody who didn't watch any of the Twins last year. Why is he not the starting shortstop and Santana back in center field? Is he is Santana that bad in center field that they think no, Jordan Schaefer is an improvement? I mean, I didn't watch a bunch of it, but I know Jordan Schaefer is a moron and is bad at baseball. It's it's kind of a mystery to me. It's not like Ed Escobar is, you know, it's not like he's 30. He's 25. He's like the fifth youngest guy on the roster. He's 25 years old. Yeah. He's still young himself, and they're just kind of, well, 720 OPS, fuck him. You're on the bench, buddy. <laughs> Jordan Schaefer had a 615. Jordan Schaefer had a 305 slugging percentage. <laughs> him in outfield Escobar. so i think that some of this is coming from terry like hey we got to get santana out there starting at straight he's got to sink or swim but molly i think is kind of an old school guy he'll give him some rope but just enough to hang himself and once danny you know throws the first ball up and hits tc in the fucking head up in the <laughs> stands then uh i think molly is, is going to have kind of a short leash to Yank him, put Ed Escobar back in our, there when Jordan Schaefer runs through the stoplight at third and gets thrown out by 40 feet. Tries to tag up to a pop-up to the catcher or something. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen running like that. I'm just like, what? Oh, what? Huh? what are you doing? Okay, so um, I can totally see that happening, of course. There's a reason why Santana wasn't at shortstop last year. But So if he does get pulled, was he... Was he so bad defensively in center field that that's not an option? I, I, you know, I have no idea. Obviously, no. He he was just fine, but I, I think he's due for aggression at the plate, and he is. I I am worried that he won't be able to field as short. Like he both both parts of the game could be is, is my turd as sad as it would make me. Can I change my bro to Joe Mauer? Sure, my guy. Sure, we're ready for Eli this year. <laughs> We need to. Wait, did I talk you into this? No, I'm did just joking. I just wanted Santana? to mention my Joe Maurer as a bro last year while he's recovering from a brain injury. Um, and then I was, I was honestly a set to be like, hey, maybe this year it's been a, whatever. And then I saw that he has like one home run all spring. And obviously spring doesn't mean much to anybody, but I would like to see him pop a few out of the field to consider him as my bro. So I, I don't know what in the fuck's going on with Maurer. He could be a bro. Who knows? No one's expecting shit from him this year. Yeah, what would, I hope he's good this year. 
what yeah. would we say his OPS would have to, what would we say, oh, let's just use batting average or something stand, more, uh, OPS is standard. Use whatever you'd like, but uh, what would, what's the threshold for Joel having a good year? Like this, okay, he's, he had a good season. What threshold would we use? What numbers? Um, 800 OPS, 20 home runs. <laughs> okay, that's ridiculous. There's no way that's going to happen. And that's not, that is ridiculous because it's unrealistic, but that wouldn't even be an amazing year. He's a first baseman. 20 that's home true. runs, we'd be like, all right, <laughs> fucking Joe is back. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but yeah, it's random threat. That's out of the, the 30. League first baseman and be like, all right, he's eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking crazy, Brad, and that'll never happen. He'll never be eighth in the American League. <laughs> he won't be better than average, you stupid asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. He's twenty million. Yeah, and I mean, it's just because he's a first baseman. That's the problem. Because if I, I looked at last year, and he obviously had a really, really, really terrible year last year, his OPA on base percentage was still three sixty, so it's still really good on base percentage. Still but good. Yep. You know, as a first baseman, that's just not going to cut it. Mm. So. Um, yeah, he, he led the team in on-base percentage last year, and it was a horrible year for him. He made fewer outs than anybody, but he was terrible. Yep. But, but he's a first baseman, so the fact that he couldn't hit the ball more than 155 feet from the catcher like Ben Revere is really going to work against him. That's concerning. And I don't, I don't dislike Joe Maurer, but one thing I was disappointed with last year is he's not that good of a first baseman. I really expected him to be a better defensively. There, he's supposed to be such a good athlete. It just didn't translate. It's but, and and I saw some people making excuses for him last year. It's not as easy as you think. I played first base. It is exactly as easy as you think. It's a very easy. easy job compared to fucking catcher or any other position on the diamond. It's it's not easy in terms of like as easy as filling out an Excel spreadsheet like what us idiots do all day long, but it's pretty sure. fucking easy for Joe Maurer. Relatively should speaking, be. it should have been easy. And, okay, he was recovering from a concussion. So. Brain injuries, yeah. I hear, are a big deal. That's kind of a big deal. Hopefully it gets better. The thing that really concerned me about Maurer last year, I mean, obviously his numbers were kind of terrible, but he hit almost no doubles. He hit... A, because usually Maurer hits no home runs, but he hits like 50 doubles, and so everything's sort of fine. But he hit fewer doubles than Kurt Suzuki did last year. And Kurt Suzuki has caught 55,000 innings over the past five years and is the slowest man alive. Yeah, his uh, slugging percentage was down 100 points from uh, basically his average. That's bad. That's really bad. 27 doubles and four home runs. Four. It was a battle most of the year whether his slugging percentage was going to be greater than his on-base percentage or not. Which is fine if you're a second baseman. Yeah, he would have been an absolutely awesome second baseman. Scrappy little two-bagger, totally fine. Yep. Yeah, so he won't be my bro. I'm going to have to stick with Dan. I don't know. I don't feel great about it. I, don't, I wouldn't oh, feel great gonna, about any of the bros here. Are we going to fight about this all year? Brandon, I mean, not, am I going to be able to tweet you and say, hey, here, how's, look how Danny's doing? Or Well, it's up to you, Clarence. I'll or? say this. I don't feel great about Dan Santana, and I'm never going to... Uh, so you're already couching it. I mean, that's, that doesn't, that's not... I fun. think every one of our bros should be couched. Who do we have that... I mean, Ken Vargas, a fine player. We love him to death because he's a big, huge teddy bear. He had a 315 on base percentage last year. I don't think he's an all-star. 
who are our other bros? Ozzy Arcia. Like Kyle. I, again, I, I, I'm not going to coach Kyle. Struck I'm out 300 times last year. And your guy, Kyle Gibson, he, at, at best, he would be like, his ceiling is the ninth best year of Brad Radke had pitching. <laughs> his ceiling is 47-year-old Brad Radke. The best he could ever hope for is what Brad Radke could do right now if he felt like it. Like, remember that year that Radke fractured his shoulder but kept pitching the rest of the year and just except when he was pitching he didn't use his right arm at all because he couldn't move it? Yeah. That's Kyle Gibson's ceiling. Kyle Gibson had a 4.47 ERA last year when the league ERA was what, La 2.4? Yeah. 2.5? The league ERA was like 3.4. There were 11 runs Gibson. scored all season. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that could not have gone better right there. So Brandon these are our bros. So, yeah, cussing. I definitely don't feel good about Dan Santana. Um, I'm standing by Kyle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with him. Good. Stand by Kyle. Good. Stand by your Kyle. There is Get not a whole lot to look forward to. Ground balls to throw. <laughs> the only thing we can hope for is that there are so many injuries that they are absolutely forced to bring up Berrios and Buxton and Sano before like September, right? So what we need to hope for, and God bless them, we need to hope for Tommy John surgery for old Philly Hughes, Herb Santana, Rocky Nabisco almost immediately. Tommy Malone <laughs> is going to take care of itself. Uh, he will uh, give up 11 runs in the first game, and uh, he and Torrey Hunter will fight to the death. I'm just imagining Malone's first start being Malone giving up back-to-back to home back home runs in the first inning, and Terry Ryan just standing on a balcony outside his office, going, "Damn it, <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> what have I done?" Yeah, people pelting him with garbage. Um, yeah, so I think that what I'm looking for and what I'm hoping for as I watch the Twins is massive injuries. <laughs> Uh, you so we got to do our our, our win logic. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's the only thing I'm looking forward to. And I, I, I'm not wrong, am I? And there's nothing else. There's no high ceiling guys. I guess you could say Vargas and Arcia in terms of power, but I don't see these guys becoming like very valuable five tool players sort of things. You, you could, <laughs> you know, it's not humanly possible. They're, you know. Well, Kenneth Vargas at best has one tool. At best, at, on his best day, has one tool. Yeah, he dreams of having tool. that one tool. <laughs> uh, there's no real ceiling from the pitching staff either. Uh, obviously, Hughes was amazing last year, and if you could repeat that, that'd be great. But I think we know who Santana is. We know who Nabisco is. Um, we know who Malone is. Um, I guess Gibson could come out of nowhere and have some sort of like, I don't know. Figure out how to strike guys out. We'll see. Um, so, yeah, it's injuries. That's it. Injuries. Broadcast update. Cole DeVries will be doing the pregame Sunday broadcast on B96 radio. Like every Sunday? Every Sunday. About his real estate? Like one of those? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that are available for sale. And that's the Palmer Low promise with Cole DeVries. Let's move on to Eden Prairie. Got a great home on 1200 Dell Road. Got a great split level. 
I, I know you can't see this, but just picture. Yeah. Let's no, look through the pictures. <laughs> I wish you could see these pictures, guys. Great house. Um, okay, so do we want to do our uh, wins and losses, overs and unders, whatever you want to sure. call it? All right. Um, should I start? Yep. Sure. Go in the same order we went before. All right. I'm going to say 70... One and ninety. No, seventy-two and ninety. Just make it a clean ninety loss. Seventy-two and ninety. Um, I was fairly positive, I guess, going into the spring training instances, and I was going to say seventy-five. Ooh! But I've been beaten down by just <laughs> the inexplicability of some of these. I. I'm gonna go sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm going 69. Stole mine. Now I got no bit. You do 71. That's 69 with two fingers up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that is inappropriate. That was from George Carlin. Completely stolen. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good. Still good. Saucy crap in bed. All right, Jonathan. All right, I'm going 66 wins, 96 losses. Love it. Shit. <laughs> All my numbers. <laughs> well, uh, Price was right, this bitch. 65 yeah. wins. There we go. Mm. Look at that. Wow. Oh, Jesus. So cockeyed optimist, Brandon Brocks. <laughs> <laughs> 72 wins. He's the only one who hasn't been proven this year. The guy who I chose one I player he liked and then immediately backtracked. So that's I'm the last the last seven to ten days. I would have said up oh, seventy five wins. It's going to be it's going to be better this year. It's going to be better this year. It's a nice incremental step up, but I just, I just don't check, see it. I just checked the Vegas over under, which is seventy two and a half. So we're all taking the under. <laughs> wow. God, I would have if we had, if I would have gone out there with on Brandon's whatever the hell he was up there for, like we'll call it a or whatever. Yeah, that weird sex thing he was doing. I would have. I would have bet the over. I really would have. But you know, the only thing uh, that makes me think why it's it's higher than past years. It's obviously a very low number. Is that one thing that could work in their favor? Is they do have depth at starting pitcher that they haven't had in years past. Like I, I know that they all kind of suck, but at least there's professional sort of waiting in the wings that could potentially professional waiting in the wings is mike pelfrey what are you talking about may and meyer and barrios i know these guys aren't really lighting the world on fire but i think last year was like well if these fucking five guys don't stay healthy these five who suck by the way these five shitty guys don't stay healthy there's the worst you know whatever so i think that might be a reason that they're expecting them to be what last year was 70, right? So they think they're going to be like three wins better. That's the only thing I can think of because their offense is not improving at all, right? Unless they really are big believers in little Joe Maurer's head being better. They have to just think that's the... Because the relief core also doesn't look any better than last year. They look worse. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't think that that's valid at all, but fuck, I don't know. Those guys in Vegas are smarter than we are. So who the hell knows? But even if I'm trying to be like, well, hey, we're dumb. And we don't know what we're talking about. And who the hell knows? You know, this amazing result could happen. I mean, I don't see how it's going to get there, even in my most optimistic dreams. Like, I guess Hughes and Santana and Kip. I mean, 
they're just amazing pitchers. Because I don't even see how that's going to happen with this fucking outfield. Ugh, it doesn't make any sense to me, guys. Competence seems very far away. I hate our team. Clarence, are you still on Team 2016? Yes. All right. All right. Can you get nice. me there? Can you can you get me to how that's actually going to happen? They will. So Buxton and Sano will be up by August. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get their feet wet. Get their feet wet, Brandon. They'll come into next this time next year. Yep. Coming into the season as the starters at their respective positions. And we saw enough from them this past summer to see a little spark, a little these guys could hold their own. It's not the game's not too big for these guys. Is that what you're saying? It'll be Danny Santana without the question marks. Ooh. I like it. Okay. So Barrios, both those guys being great adds three wins. He'll come out of next spring training burials will be the guy in next year's spring training that everybody's excited about. Like, he just lit the world on fire in spring. He grabbed the fifth starter spot and ran with it. Yep. And he is the next sensation. Oh, boy. Um, We're getting into fantasy. Do you need more? Or, I mean, that's... Well, those three being really good would maybe add... You know, really good for a first-year, second-year player is maybe two extra. So that's about six wins. So you just predicted 65. So now you've got a 70-win team on your hands. Can you find me the other 20 wins to get to the Team 2016? It's going to be amazing. Corey Hunter, leadership. (laughs) Intangibles, lunch pail. Ed Escobar takes the world by fire. Every day. (laughs) Eddie Rosario is now a starting outfielder and... Tori is gone. Tori got traded uh, at the All-Star break this season. Yep, after he punched Molitor for not playing him. Enough. So now Ed Rosario is uh, is an outfielder. Okay. So he, he who, who's serviceable, not only uh, offensively, his offense is pretty darn good, but much better defensively than Tori. Okay. So what, what's that, another, is that another win? That's two? another win, yep. No, it's Wait, give me two? Two wins. Two wins. I'll give you 72. 72. 72. We're going to go higher at 72. My bro, Kyle Gibson, takes another <laughs> forward. Another giant leap forward for another? Kyle Gibson. This is Kyle. Through the stratosphere. Easy. You son of a bitch. I didn't know you were going to put me in this fucking spotlight. It hurts. It hurts. Oh, well. Um, and then... <laughs> oh, you're breaking up. Clarence, you're breaking 86 up. 86 wins. There you go. That was done and done. A <laughs> little bit of this, a little bit of that, bada bing, bada boom. 86. And we're done. 86. Uh, well, hey, if you want to join team this year plus two years, I got plenty of room on the bandwagon because nobody else knows what I'm talking about. But it's just I me need, right now. I need a tangible number. I can't live in that with that ambiguity. I need 2016, Brandon. I well, need some stability in my life. I don't think it's ambiguous. I think it's definitely a statement of saying these guys fucking suck, and they will for the foreseeable future. Um, I am putting, but if you're not putting much confidence in this next group of kids, I just think it's going to take a lot more than having five good prospects. I mean, they're never all going to work out. Well, not never, but you know, odds are against it all working out, and that's just. 
that's sort of like in basketball where they say, hey, you just need three amazing players. It's like, well, yes, but you also need to have a really well-run organization with role players and everything else. So, like, even if these guys all work out, which hopefully they do, that's three players of the 25, you know? So, anyway, we've talked about it before. I hope it works out. You guys know how I think it's going to work out. I think we're looking at a 1982 twin situation. I think the most important... The most important, the most important team in the Twins system right now is not the Twins; it's the Chattanooga Lookouts, with all of their prospects. Yeah. And Dougie Ballgame, who just recently finished playing baseball, is now the manager, just like Tom Kelly managing the Visalia Oaks in 1981. Oh shit! So here's how this happens: they start. All these guys start making their way to the major leagues. Suddenly, Doug Mankiewicz gets added to the big league staff. Suddenly, he's the third base coach. Billy Gardner is the manager. Paul Molitor is the manager. A couple years down the road, Paul Molitor's had enough. Paul Molitor goes, Doug Mankiewicz is your new manager. All these guys who played for him in Chattanooga this year are grew up through the minor leagues with Doug Mankiewicz. Yeah. Played for him at Fort Myers. Played for him at Chattanooga. All of a sudden, it's 1987. Oh, shit. And this team of... Young players is Rag winning the American League Central. Ain't no stopping now. <laughs> Love the day. Happens. Love the day. Right. Love the day. That, but that's, that's a great this year plus two years program. I'm on that one. Right I now. need 2016. I need it, guys. I don't care about your logic or your reasoning. My, uh, I have a friend who I actually saw in Vegas that I went to high school with who is a giant Twins fan. He's, you know, diehard, uh, but he lives in Atlanta, so he doesn't really, he's not able to watch him. He doesn't have the MLB package or whatever. So bummed. Um, he uh, was telling me that he lives an hour and a half, I think, at most, away from Chattanooga. So they just got this team, and every goddamn good player lives an hour from him. And he's like, I'm going to go there every single weekend if I can. <laughs> Be cool. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? They say, hey, uh, Clarence, you live in uh, bumfuck Egypt. So if they're like, hey, we're transferring to Rochester, Minnesota this year, how amazing would that be? I'd buy a condo. Yeah, yeah. So lucky lucky you, high school friend. That's amazing. Um, well, that was about as depressing as it deserved to be. Well, uh, we got it pretty done. Much. We needed to get it on paper. Gotta rip the band-aid off. On papyrus. It's on there now. Now we got it marked down. We can nope. relook at it in September, see where we're at. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. good thing as far as my predictions go is that I have been terrible on the last two prediction segments we've done, so maybe they'll be better. Well, you were optimistic, Steve. You was... went with optimism on the, the wall and optimism the with the Vikings. Yeah. And I went with pessimism on the wild and... Whoops. Then they decided to do something insane, and like, I, I don't know what you can even say about the Wild at this point. They have the third most likely odds in Vegas to win the Stanley Cup. Is that insane, or is that? That's crazy. It's just okay, not. It, it doesn't happen. It's just crazy. Because what is their uh, uh, seeding right now in the playoffs? Aren't they still like a six or seven? Or they're still the fourth seed in the Central. Fourth seed. Okay. So it's not that big of an uphill battle just to fight through uh, the playoffs. No, it's a pretty big uphill battle. Three of the best five teams in the league are in the Central. Okay. That's why that third most odds is really crazy sign to me. Because, yeah, that's what I thought, that it's a <laughs> tough division or conference. Because they really are probably the fourth best team in the Central. 
Huh. Well, that's fucked up. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Uh, yep. That huh. is that is accurate. All right. Well, I guess we can cover that more uh, later. We should wrap this one up. This is getting late. Yeah, this, Jesus, it is 1030, isn't it? It sure is. All right. Well, We're old. For... We can't stay up late in podcasts. We're old people. You've been listening to Doughboy's Playground. Love you all, and goodbye. Go by kids. Hate NBR. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.